Hello, and welcome to Your Rainbow Reads. I'm Holly. And I'm Susie. And we are best friends who have been talking about books for many years. We started this podcast to have some fun and then also to talk about the queer books we're enjoying. We hope to build a bigger audience for authors who are part of the LGBTQ plus community or those who are writing stories with queer representation. Each episode, we will highlight two or three books that share a common theme. We will rate the books using the one to five star rating system just for overall quality and enjoyability. But for that extra touch, we will also be awarding one to five pride flags for the level of queer representation in the story. And for that extra added kick, we will be rating them on a one to five chili pepper scale for the level of spiciness. So like, for instance, a one chili pepper would be your closed door romances, you know, where all the action takes place off the page and maybe a five star chili pepper that is a little bit spicier maybe with some kink or some other extra spicy things so you can use this to judge your level of comfortability with the level of spice in the book in addition to those ratings sometimes we will throw in some bonus battle axes or trans flags you never know what we have up our sleeves so grab a cup of coffee or tea And let's find your next Rainbow Read. Gather round, Rainbow Readers. We have a treat for you today. We have two excellent rom-coms. Yes, we are talking about Delilah Green and Hungry Hearts. Yes, these are two sapphic rom-coms. Don't worry, guys. We will come with the gay or queer rom-coms later on down the road but for today this one's for the girls this one's for the girls or really anyone i'm i very much enjoyed these two rom-coms yeah i thought they were both great i really like the humor in both of these books i um really enjoyed the plot of delilah green i thought it was really cute and clever it was cute and clever so talking about rom-coms It doesn't, it's normally not your genre that much. I only read rom-coms when I need a brain scrub from some of the heavier reading that I tend to do. For those of you who don't know, a brain scrub is when you've been reading like a lot of heavy stuff. Or for me, I'm really down with the serial killer novels that can be quite gory or intense. After I've read some of those, I'm like, ooh, I need something light and fluffy and fun to scrub my brain of all of that. So rom-coms are perfect for those. Or when you just want something a little more lighthearted or to take to the beach. Yeah, this is something that both of these books, I think, particularly Hungry Hearts, but even with Delilah Green, they're books that you're going to get through in a matter of days. Like, yeah. These, these aren't lifetime commitments like some of the other stuff we've been reading lately. Exactly. <laughs> I, well, for you especially. <laughs> so, so what's your favorite rom-com movie? My favorite rom-com movie. All right, let me think. Rom-com, rom-com. This is a tough one. It's not really your go-to. It's not my go-to. Oh, you know, um, there's a great lesbian rom-com, but I'm a cheerleader. That's a good one. That's a good I've one. never even heard that. When is When was it out? Uh, it's been a while. It's a pretty old movie. But if you don't like traditional rom-coms, you might like that one. You you know from um, Orange is the New Black the the girl with the curly hair, the one that Natasha, was a Natasha, what's her last name? I, I can't, can't remember. You know what? But I her name remember. is oh, Natasha Leone. Okay, fantastic. She was in that movie. Oh, I love her. Yeah, it 
I do. I love her. It was cute. It was like they were. The plot's gonna sound. <laughs> the plot's gonna sound a little, a little sad, but. Um, her parents suspected that she was gay, and so they they sent her. Um, oh, like a re a camp, a conversion camp. Oh. Yeah, they sent her to they. This doesn't sound very commy, like <laughs> like comedic at all. No, this sounds terrible. Well, it was romantic, and there were some funny parts. Okay, well then there you go. How about your favorite rom com? Um, mine is a toss up actually between the classic. Rom-com of all rom-coms, When Harry Met Sally. Uh-huh. I love this movie. I've seen it a million times. But also, I did love another throwback, but maybe a little bit lesser known, Serendipity with John Cusack. Oh, that's a good movie. I love him so much. It was so funny. His sense of humor is right up my alley. I, yeah. I just love that movie. I didn't think of that one. That one's actually really good, too. Yeah, that was excellent. But, you know, you can, I have to shout out to Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal. They they set up a whole genre yeah, right there. they did. That's true. So what's your favorite, um, like, rom-com trope? Oh, force proximity or the one-bed trope. Oh, the one bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, there was only one room and one bed. And and then I'm gonna I'm gonna act like I'm gonna sleep on the floor, but really, then the other person's gonna be like, "No, no, you don't have to sleep on the floor." Which I'd be like, "Sleep on the floor, motherfucker." There were literally four thousand seven hundred and sixteen X Files fan fictions with that exact. <laughs> <laughs> that exact premise. What the one bedroom? Yeah, go to small town. There's only one hotel room. Oh, look, it only has one bed. Right. Yeah. I mean, what's your favorite? My favorite is probably the um, hostile meeting, hate each other, and then suddenly uh, decide that you're attracted to each other. And so that would be friends to lovers. Friends, enemies. Oh yeah, enemies to lovers. Yeah, right. I like Duh. that. One. Yeah, enemies to lovers. I I do also like a nice friends to lovers. What about your least favorite uh, rom-com trope? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't really have any. Oh. Oh, the kind where um, the pregnancy where they the girl winds up pregnant. Oh, yeah. That's that's, that's a terrible I one. really hate that. I, ew. I don't like that in mine at all. I almost immediately want to stop reading it if there is, you know, unexpected pregnancy. Mm-hmm. That's not my bag. Y'all are going to think all I do is read fan fiction, but that was the topic of a lot of Swan Queen fan fiction back in the day. What the crap that is someone Swan accidentally Queen? got pregnant? Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, there is a vast vast amount of fan fiction out there. Obviously, I'm reading a lot of it. I mean, or did it one point I have in my actually life. been um interested in reading some Dramine fan fiction. Have you heard of this? Who, who's it, the Dra in Dramini? Draco Malfoy. Yuck. It's apparently a giant thing, like, where these people are writing fan fiction that are, like, novels or longer. I mean, that goes along with enemies to lovers, though, quite yeah. honestly. I mean, I'm kind of interested in it, but my to-be-read pile is so long that yeah. it's like I can't really make room for yeah. any fan. Hey, if you know of any good fan fiction, Dramini or otherwise... Drop it in the comments, readers. Shout us out comments. for it. And if, you know, anyone who's still keeping up with Swan Queen, give me the <laughs> give me the deets. I don't even know what Swan Queen is. <laughs> what are you talking about? 
What is, if you know, you know. Okay, well, I... Is this some lesbian secret thing? Of course. Okay, well, I'm not in that club, so I don't have all the secret details on the Swan Queen. Yeah, you guys out there just do the secret handshake and drop it in the comments for me. Right on. So, what book do we have up first today? Okay, so first today we have Delilah Green Can't Win. No, that's not the name of the book. What's it called? <laughs> it's called Delilah Green Doesn't Care. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I, mean, I paid so much attention. Or, you know what, guys? I love this book. I did, but I don't know what it's called. Or the alternate title, Delilah, Delilah Green Can't, Can't Win. Win. Yeah, great. Perfect. This is by Ashley Herring Blake. She did a great job with this book. These characters, and I know I say this about characters a lot, but we've just really hit a, we've really found some good books lately that the author is writing these deep and, in my opinion, witty characters. I think Delilah Green is so funny. Yes, and I also like when books that are supposed to be like kind of fluffy and fun actually have an undercurrent of something more serious. And Delilah Green absolutely did that. There was a lot of um, childhood trauma yeah. and a lot of family hurt in this book. Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting how they explored that in a funny way, not to drag the story down, but it also gave it a little bit of heft, I thought. It made it a little more relatable. It gave it some more depth. And it it was an opportunity to tell several stories. Sometimes with these rom-coms, you get just this one-dimensional plot right. line, you know. And so it, it gave us the opportunity to tell several stories. And it also um, opened the book up for some uh, some sequels. And there's actually a sequel there, with the sister Astrid. Yes, there is. Um, so Delilah Green is a story about the main character is Delilah obviously Green. Delilah Green, who is a photographer and she gets hired by her stepsister and stepmother to go back to her hometown to photograph her stepsister's upcoming wedding. And she is very, very sad in her heart about doing that. But she needs the money, so she decides to go. And what unfolds is a really great, fun story with Delilah falling for one of her sister's, Astrid's, best friends. Yeah, it was a good story, and Delilah is not excited to return to the hometown. She has some bad memories there. She was treated poorly at times there, and she doesn't particularly care for the ambiance. No, she does not. She's a New York City kind of girl, so she doesn't really fancy going back to a tiny little town. Yeah, I think it's in Oregon or somewhere, yeah. small town in Oregon. Yes. So... I like the the description of the town in the book. I am obsessed. I live in Atlanta. I've lived in Atlanta since, you know, the 90s. And I am really drawn to these small town descriptions in these books. I just want to go crawl somewhere in Oregon and, like, live in the bookstore or the coffee shop and be done with this No, we're going to open a bookstore and a coffee shop in either, like, Oregon or Maine. Yeah, but somewhere small. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you. I'm, I'm ready to ditch this big city living which is i mean i don't really live in a i do live it's in the outskirts of atlanta but it's it still feels very either which way big delilah green's hometown was calling my name there yes yeah it was cute i don't think it's real though no it's not it's not real at all it's sad that's what makes it appealing yeah (laughs) because it's fake (laughs) that's good so what did you rate delilah green 
I gave Delilah Green a solid four stars. I thought this was uh, a creative story. It was, you know, somewhat tropish at times, but that's what you expect from a rom-com. And I found the characters witty, and I found the dialogue engaging, and I really liked the story. I really enjoyed this book, too. I also gave it four stars. Four solid stars. Yes, I really, really liked it. I did feel a tiny bit like it could have been shorter just by a hair bit, but I really liked it. I really liked every single one of the characters I thought were awesome. Mm -hmm. Very fleshed out. I thought they all were so different, but they all kind of meshed really well. Now, it used a plot device that we have also discussed in the next book we're talking about, which is Hungry Hearts. And the plot device is the third act breakup. Yeah. What do you think about... uh, I think it's trash. (laughs) I think it's garbage. And this is what I want to know. Authors, I love you. I love reading. It's my favorite thing to do. But is there a way that we can have a rom-com or any sort of romance without the third act breakup? I don't think we can because we cannot. You know the the movie that I referenced, but I'm a cheerleader. Also had the. I mean, it's not a spoiler alert. It was released, I think, in the damn nineties or something. But it had the third act breakup. I think it's just the formula of the rom com. It is. It definitely is. I mean, I guess there has to be some sort of tension or something for them to overcome. But I just I like it when they're clicking along and they just stay together, and then you're happily ever after. It does have a happily ever after, so that's good. Do you guys like the third the third act breakup? Let us know in the comments. Yeah, let us know. I want to know who this is written for. Who likes this? I mean, I don't know. Somebody must like it because they keep writing it that way. Okay, well, I, I, you'll love this then. How many pride flags would you give Delilah Green? 500. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... One, I'm giving it five as well. Yeah, it was... De- the representation in this was awesome. Yeah, we have uh, bisexual. Yes, and solid lesbian representation. Yes. What about the chili peppers? How, how did this rate on the chili pepper scale? I think it was definitely three or four chili peppers for sure. I was going to say... F- you were going to say, say four? Yeah, I think it's four because this was definitely spicy yeah it was spicy it was explicit but i wouldn't say it was like overly so no i didn't find it to be gratuitous in any way even though if that's your jam that's cool i thought it was perfect for the story yeah it went um you know it was a little spicier than i actually expected it to be and that was good the cover is so cute. You yeah, it don't... was so cutesy. I didn't really, I didn't realize we were going <laughs> to go for it like that. I mean, she really went for it. <laughs> but yes. in a good way. In a good yeah, way. Yeah. So let's say three and a half to four chili peppers. Yeah. And, and we have what other pr- flags do we have here? Um. Well, let's give it some violets. You want to give it some violets? I would love to give it some violets. What What are violets? Um, they're like a softer lesbian sapphic representation. Oh, they're I would like the little fluffy counterpart of the battle axes. Okay, I would say then that's definitely four or five. Yeah, let's go with five. Let's go with five. What the hell? Round it out. So, if you guys, if you're looking for something fun and just very enjoyable that'll actually maybe touch your heart just a teeny tiny little bit, yeah, go check out Delilah Green by Ashley Herring Blake and stay tuned. In the next few months, the next book is coming out, and this one focuses on Astrid.
Yeah, we'll definitely read that. We'll feature that in the podcast at some point because it is also going to be a queer book. Yes. All right. Well, please enjoy Hungry Hearts coming up next. This book I read after I had finished Bluebird, and that was on the back of Gideon the Ninth. You needed something cheerful, girl. I needed something cheerful and maybe like a little fluffy. Maybe a little like it didn't. Not very deep. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't get into anything else that was going to be. I didn't want to hear about anybody's hand getting cut off, anybody being tortured, like any um, of this You stuff. know what I call those? Mind scrubbers. Yeah. I, I needed a mind scrub. Because I read a lot of thrillers, and I actually am quite partial to serial killer novels. Yeah. And, like, when you read a lot of that, you're like, damn, my brain feels heavy. I need just something to scrub it with some humor or something fluffy. A romance, even. Yeah. This is like a, a cheesy... Silly, kind of even cliche, I'm going to say, romance is what I chose. All right, what's the name of this thing? All right, so the book that I chose, I chose it at random. And this actually, this... this, (laughs) You just like randomly went to your Goodreads or what? Yeah, this review is more about these authors than actually this book, quite honestly. Uh, The book is called Hungry Hearts, and it's a writing team. Uh, they're a married couple, and their names, their partnered or married, uh, I can't remember which, Lacey Gardner and Saxon Bennett. So they're a lesbian couple, and they write these books together. They've written over 40 books. That is prolific. Um, and they really do deserve more attention than I feel like they get. So hopefully some of I, our and listeners... And I, I, I've heard about a lot of books, and I have actually never heard about these so I hope some of our listeners have heard about these books, but if you look on Goodreads, some of these books have gotten like, you know, 20, 30 reviews, so they're they're not getting a lot of attention. Uh, so Hungry Hearts is a story about two women, um, Claudia, who is an author, and Kate, who owns a bed and breakfast, and you can kind of see where this is going. Claudia goes on vacation. She I has do. writer's block. She goes and stays at the bed and breakfast. And, and bada bing, they, bada boom. Yep, they fall in love. They fall in love and hook up, right? Um, and it's going to be, you know, your typical kind of a little slow burn at the beginning, and then they introduce a miss. Uh, miscommunication that turns into a is little there bit a, of a third spat. act breakup here? Not there to is, like have yeah. it. Okay, yeah. I just can't. I cannot with the third act breakups. And this is not anything against Saxon and Lacey. They're just. It's a formula. Yeah, it's but a formula. I, I just really wonder when we're going to be able to retire this trope or this plot device. I, I guess is a better way to put it of the third act breakup. It's always the miscommunication. It's always I didn't tell you these one this one thing, and I've been holding it a secret, and now I can't tell you, so I have to leave. Or I saw something that I didn't actually speak with you or confront you about, and I made an assumption, and now I'm mad. And it's all it frustrates me because it's like as grownups, it's not how humans really. Act. No, and, and and if you act like that, stop acting like that, babies. That's no way to act. <laughs> Just stop. Talk, talk to each other. Stop with that breaking up too, because you can have a good solid romance without a third act breakup. I know that it can be done. Well, it can be done, but it wasn't done in this book. <laughs> and uh so when will that stop being a successful trope? Not today. Someday after today, friend. Yep, not today. So um these books are like a fuzzy blanket, you know, and they can be problematic, like um not problematic, but they can give 
you know, some descriptions that you read them. And like, I remember one that stood out, you know, Claudia is single and it says, you know, it's impossible to have good nutrition when you live alone. Stuff like that is like, come on, well, and this you, is some bullshit. And you want to call bullshit on that anyway. You feed yourself just fine. Somehow I managed to go to Kroger and like pick out a <laughs> vegetable here and there and put it in the oven. You Great know? job. Well, and it also... It gives no credit to people for being actual grown-ups and taking care of themselves. Yeah, so there's there's a bit of talk like that. But these these authors do really well. We we are fans of other authors that do this as really well also is um, have a, a thriving and really entertaining cast of sub-characters, side characters, supporting characters. It is my favorite thing in a book that you can do is to not only have really great main characters that you're cheering for, but the team of people around you, whether they be funny or whether they help move the plot along. Yeah. I just absolutely, I'm, and I got a shout out to Janet, Janet Ivanovich. Ivanovich. She is the queen of this. It she cannot is. be done better. Her books all have side characters or supporting characters that you love as much, if not maybe more than the main characters. I see you, Lula. And Grandma Mazur. Boop, boop. <laughs> so these these ladies do an awesome job of that, too. That's great. Um, well, that to me is a big selling point, too, even if the romance was not, you know, the greatest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the romance was, was fine. There, It's a little... They follow a certain formula. Yes. Which is predictable and enjoyable and like i said you know that you can trust them that people are going to be happy in the end the characters are going to get together in the end and everyone's gonna you know be a one big happy family well that leads me to ask you this what do you think about books that are billed as a romance without a happily ever after do you Uh, think books should be called romances if there is no happily ever after. I think there are all forms of romance, and I absolutely think that you can have a terrible ending and a book can still be very romantic. Okay, because I disagree. I think if a book is billed as a romance, like a romance novel, you go in with the expectation that there's going to be a happy ever after. Mm. I read a book, and it probably would have been one of my favorite books of all time. I loved it so very deeply, until they didn't get together. They had a terrible, it was a terrible ending. I can appreciate a terrible ending. You love a terrible ending. You actually love terrible endings. Do where I it's like the people leave ending? and they're all like sad. Do I prefer a terrible ending? I, I Sometimes think, I do. I think maybe you do. Yeah. That is not me. Uh, uh, romance authors, let me just say, we want a happy ever after, happily ever after. That's That's it. But did this have a happily ever after? Of course it did. Okay. You can trust these books. I'm talking about Hungry Hearts today. These ladies have written 40 books. Go pick out any one of these 40 (laughs) books and you will find a happy ending. In fact, my favorite one of all of their books is called Big Love. Uh, It's the funniest one that I've read. It's about a guardian angel that um, has a really challenging charge as far as her human is concerned. And um, hijinks ensue. It's it's really hilarious. It's a much older book than Hungry Hearts is, but it's it's worth your time if you're looking for something cute to read and you like angel stories, which I do. I do. I again one of my favorite movies ever, City of Angels. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage and uh, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Again, deeply romantic. 
not really spoiling anything since the movie's like almost 20 years old, but uh, yeah, didn't have a happy ending, let's just say. I'm all right with that. It's just terrible. And one of the greatest songs ever in the history of movie songs, Irish by the Goo Goo Dolls. So there you go. But that was also a guardian angel. I do like guardian angel things or angel just books in general. You would like Big Love. Check it out. I will check it out. You could read it in about three hours, I'm sure. I Um, will also add that all of this author's books are on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have Kindle Unlimited, they will be free for you. You can go and pick out any of them and they're just free to download and that is such a great way to support the authors they get paid by the page count so even if you read half of it and it's not for you flip on through to the end so they get their dollars and it's a great way to support authors that don't have that big of a following and still they still get paid yeah that's that's awesome i didn't even know that so that's that's, well you don't have kindle unlimited even though i've been trying to get you to get it it's a great kindle unlimited is great if you don't mind reading books by new authors or authors who may not be as popular or famous as some other ways and it's a great way to support them and it's it's 10 bucks a month and there's like hundreds of thousands of books on kindle unlimited so not that i want to do a free ad for amazon but i do like to support authors that are kind of indie yeah these these ladies are definitely indie go show them some support all their books are um sapphic uh they they tend to have um gay supporting characters queer supporting characters so how many pride flags are we given oh they get five they always get five five to Lacey and saxon at all times that's awesome man how many battle axes for our sapphics out there i'm gonna convert to violets today because these Uh-oh. ladies these ladies don't really battle they're really soft so i'm gonna Uh-oh. go with some um five, five violets sapphic violets that is awesome um, I read Saxon Bennett's bio, and I want to say that she mentioned that one of her favorite books is Harriet the Spy, and Harriet the Spy was actually uh, referenced in this book by the character who's an author. Oh, that's so cute. That was one of my favorite books growing up, so I, I really like the reference to Harriet the Spy going around taking her little notes and observing everyone. We love it. We yeah. love to see that. Super cute. So go check out Lacey Garner, Saxon Bennett. I'm going to go download that on Kindle Unlimited right now. Yeah, do big. All right, get big love. See you around, friends.